welcome to the Pulsecast. Hello. Hello. The number one youth ministry podcast for the Uniting Church in Australia. This episode is recorded on the land of the Baramadigal people of the Darug Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded and we pay respect to the elders past and present and seek to grow a deeper relationship with all emerging elders. Friends, this is the Pigeon Pear episode. If you paid attention, offer Joyce, hello. Hi. Let's go. Let's go. If you remember, but a couple of weeks ago, we had the very excellent moderator-elect, Reverend Mata Javier Hiliao, join us, and we got to hear some of her story and talk about what's it going to be like? What's a moderator? How do you get to be moderator? I didn't vote for you. Actually, I did, but that's a separate thing. Um, (laughs) How does all that stuff work? Now we get to have the conversation with the very excellent bloke that she's replacing. Please welcome Reverend Simon Hansford. Yeah. yeah, let's go. I feel very emotional. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> look, we hope, Mod, that this is one of the many great uh, opportunities to reflect, celebrate your time moment. as moderator on the way out. Mm. Okay. Don't let the door hitch as it goes, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. Oh. Who was that guy? I don't know. <laughs> well, geez, we're glad he's gone. He sp- didn't he speak oh. fast? That's oh. <laughs> Talk for ages about nothing that anyone listened to. Malolele moderator. Welcome. We're so glad that you could join us, Simon. Thank you so much. That's my pleasure, Mel. Now, d- by way of fairness, mm-hmm. so that anyone that did listen to the Mata interview, mm-hmm. we want to provide some opportunity that people can do some good contrast compare stuff. I'm going to ask you the same tough, uncompromising questions mm-hmm. so that we can get that comparison and see how that goes. Excellent. So, you that ready? Great. Yeah, great. Go for it. What's it like being a Tongan woman in ministry? Oh. I find it challenging <laughs> and disorienting. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. It's not going to work, is it? I'm no. sorry. Um, look at you. What's your problem? Uh, nothing. Great. We do actually legitimately have questions. That's my false uh, attempt at getting things going. Moderator, mm-hmm. you've been in this gig for what, six? Six years, yeah. Wow. That's six a good stint. Years. And longer than is the usual deal. Yeah, twice as long. What's that about? Well, that's one of those uh, mistakes the church makes. <laughs> <laughs> when they're exhausted at the last moment of a yeah. session and they think, what can we do now? No, it, uh, it was... I, in many ways, it was prescient in the fact mm. that we didn't know COVID was coming. So mm. it actually worked really well with, yeah. with COVID coming along. Sure. But it was basically us looking at, the, at ourselves and saying, there seem to be some big changes happening in the world in terms of how we lead and act in the community and the church. Yep. Mm. And the question was, well, maybe a, a, a two-term mod might work here. Mm. Yeah. And that was the conversation. Of course, I wasn't in the room for the conversation, no, of course. Naturally. So... Um, but I, I think the, the intention was to say, well, what can we do about this mm. and does this work? Mm. Yes. Now, the question arises, has it worked? And that's for exploring in the, into the future. But the challenge is, well, um, the model I said about moderator when it first began was designed not to work. Sure. And uh, the 3-year mod, I think, in many ways is a good attempt to try to address that. Mm-hmm. But in, in a community, in a church that's looking for different kinds of leadership, now, we're a council-based church, of course, which is important, but sometimes, too, it's a space where this person can articulate for us how we are thinking about ourselves. Yep. And I, I don't mean that in a pejorative way. It means, like, I listen to people and we talk and yep. we understand how people are thinking and we can speak in that kind of way. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So well, that, that's helpful. Yep. Thank you. It's a finite term thing, whether it's three mm. years or, in your case, six. Mm. Where do moderators go to die? Oh, it's a great question because I think <laughs> I think I think what happens in the past, a lot of mods 
have either just retired because mm. it's been their final space, sure, mm. or or they've gone into um, gone lay people back into the the jobs they had before they became moderator. But all three of them, yes, but a few, but a few of them have you know tried to find their their role, and the church hasn't been great at working that through with them. Mm. Mm. And I don't mean that in a way that they did it deliberately; they just didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. And and we've got some and like the bunch of mods who were uh, who, I, who I've talked to in the last. Six years, seven years, eight yep. years, like incredibly wise and capable mm. people, and have a real gift to offer the church. And yeah, it's been a challenge. So the answer for me is, I think I'm taking some time. Yeah, I'll, mm. I'll be taking some time out and getting out. And good to hear. Good to hear. Maybe, ha- maybe having six months out and just yeah. taking care of myself and restoring some stuff and yeah. working on some failings and some strengths and stuff and see how we go. Breathing out is important, right? Yeah, You've been yeah. like COVID in the middle of it. No question, a challenge mm. as moderator. One of and one of the flagships I would offer of your ministry as an outsider is that you've just been the person that's been happy to be there. Mm. I will be at the thing. I will mm. celebrate with you, whether it's the formal opening of a stuff or I'm just here to preach or be a part of the community at a meeting or a, in a, a congregational context or a presbytery context. Mm. That that takes a lot of energy, mm. and yeah. and and I acknowledge, for us at least, for for Pulse, you've been willing to turn up, mm. and that's been phenomenal. At personal cost. It's meant time from away from your family. It's yeah. meant time away from your bed. It's meant time away from your lovely home mm. and, and the comfort that comes with some of those things. Mm. Um, so thank you, if nothing else, for being willing to participate in our things as much as our bigger church things. It's seen when our leaders engage with us um, and your, your generousness in be- wanting to be familiar to us mm. has been absolutely appreciated. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, That's the that. last nice thing I'll say to you. Which is, which is good. I was going to be disconcerted. Get out of control. <laughs> Just praising Simon at this point. Well, look, you guys can do all of the ups now. Joyce, did you have a question for the mod? I did. Uh, I think um, just in, in going that... Uh, I'm not going to say, like, we're ending our mm. time, but it has been a great journey alongside of you, mod, because when I started Pulse, we first did our... First night out together, if mm. you listen to a previous podcast, you'll hear more about that. Yep. That we were able to um, journey alongside in uh, leading our um, attendees from New South Wales ACT together. So mm. yeah. Yeah. it's been a great time we've been able to have our mod. But my question is, mod, I, mm. I think my one is it's in the midst of all the questions we've had. So, Mud, you've been blessed in joining so many different cultural and intergenerational spaces throughout your time as moderator. Mm-hmm. How has um, those experiences um, helped shape your ministry um, from when you started and um, moving forward from Mod? And I'm, I'm talking about the, the the services that you went to, the t- um, the events such as TNC. Mm. I did see you there last week in your Tupeno. In Tupeno, yes. yeah, 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 and um, but also in the special moments of breaking bread, and um, in those in those spaces, how has that shaped your ministry? Oh, great question. Look, a, a, a simple response to, 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 to begin with to begin with is to say, working in the rural church is um, often starved of the vast multicultural mm. community stuff, which I think yep. is a, a great loss. But, I mean, there are other great blessings about being in the rural church. But uh, so being in this for six years and being part of just different cultural experiences and what I... At its essence, the thing I found most wonderful has been 
the way people are, will, are thankful that I turn up and just want to help me understand what's going on. Mm. Sure. Uh, yeah, there's that incredible culture, as you know, all of you about politeness, about, you know, if I ask a question, oh, whatever you think, Maud, and I think, <laughs> yeah, actually, I didn't want the whatever yeah, you think. Yeah, I actually yeah. wanted you to say to me, sit over there, stand over there, yeah. this is going to happen next. Yes. And, uh, and once we got past that original politeness hiccup, people have been extraordinary, helping me step into the cultural space, mm. not thinking I'm suddenly going to be Tongan or Korean or Fijian or whatever, but that I'm actually welcome in that space and that me trying to show respect means they feel respected, mm. yeah. which, I, which, I, which I found helpful. And like, for example, at the TNC on the weekend, you know, one person said to me, oh, you can preach on the Friday night and you can just go home if you want to. And I said, oh, I like, wouldn't mind hanging around a bit. Mm. Yeah. You know? And we hung around and had an absolute ball. Sure yeah. did. And I think that's part of it too. And a number of people said to me afterwards, oh, you stayed. And I said, yeah, this isn't the job. This is actually yeah. great. You know? yeah. And I think that's part of it too. Um, I noticed too with the COVID gap that I missed a lot of things. Mm. And so, uh, oh, sorry, as did everybody else. Mm. But um, Sure. And so there are things happening now which has been which are good that I can catch up on. So yeah. I'm actually heading to Tonga on the weekend. Yeah, the, the Wesleyan event, the Wesleyan Methodist the conference yeah, coming up. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be huge. Yeah. So I've been. It's going to be a great experience. Yeah. Sounds be, yeah, like yeah. a junket. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> and, and on your way out, mate. It's fine. Yeah, but it's good, and I think. So yes, yeah, so that's been great. And what I what I've learned to do, which is uh, a job all the time in ministry, mm. is to shut up. And mm. listen and to pay attention, and that's hard yes. sometimes because people want you to say something. Yeah. Often I think, well, actually, I'll just sit back and I'll listen because what I learned, for example, at the TNC on the weekend when, when I brought this theme about how do you, when do you fix the boat when it's leaking or before it starts to leak, mm. and all these skits and plays and stuff afterwards was about that, having they paid attention to me and I learned from them. It was just great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Beautiful. Hmm. Well, it doesn't make for great podcast content if you sit back and listen, but we appreciate you <laughs> yeah. reflecting. I'll just, I'll, just be some, I'll, be, I'll be some white noise for you right now. That's please. That's Thank right. you very much. The gentle noises of Simon Hanson. <laughs> That's right. Breathing. For, for all of this, Mona, we acknowledge that you coming into the role, yeah. you've had, uh, uh, let's call it, quite the opportunity for ministry mm. in different you know, congregational yeah. contexts and engaging in full life, depth yep. and breadth of the church. Yep. You then come into the moderator role where you get to do good listening, good reflecting back to us, and even opportunities of leadership. Mm. Um, where my first experience of you was uh, in face to face at Nyalk. Mm. I was coming as part of the, the God's given Queensland contingent. Mm. Um, we are a gift to the church, uh, but also then hearing and seeing the way that as um, the the spokesperson for the church in the state in our synod. Mm. Allows you to, to speak into good, like solid social and, and cultural stuff that plays out yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's been a, a great encouragement to me in my faith. And I know for other people, it's allowed them to, to go, oh, hang on, a church is saying something that is opposite to what other churches are saying yeah. on the same conversation. How does that work? Yeah. Phenomenal. With you now in full sort of retrospective mode, are there things that stand out for you as highlights in your time? As moderator, particularly, I'm going to say connected to either ministry alongside or ministry to young people. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, if there's anything in terms of me speaking out that's been a constant for the last five years, it's been about the fair treatment drug campaign. Yeah, mm. uh, and which of course affects young people, yes. And, yes, and their families, and older people, and yeah. their families. But I mean, it's everybody's yeah. family. Um, 
and I was just saying we actually had an interfaith, interfaith service during the week, mm. early in the week, uh, at the uh, national st- at the state library, and it was a really good interfaith service. A Muslim leader, a Jewish leader, a bunch of in, um, other Christian leaders, and myself. We're speaking in this space. This is a setup for a joke, right? A Muslim leader, yeah, yeah. Jewish leader, <laughs> other people walk into a library. Yeah, that's right. And and I talked to one person, basically saying, you know, there's that, that story in West Wing that politi- politics is the slow boring of hard boards. Mm. And I was thinking, when we first started the fair treatment campaign, are we actually going to get anything done here? Mm. Yeah. And the fact is, we're getting stuff done, yeah. and yeah. we're getting traction. And for me, it's that conversation about saying. Who can we say are the least valued people in the community who are the ones often most blamed, who are the ones who are most mm. airbrushed? They're the ones who are usually caught in the, in the, in the drug cycle, yep. mm. and whether it's alcohol or illicit drugs or whatever it is, and suddenly we're saying, no, no, they're valuable. Yes. Mm. They have a place. We've, we want to honour them and their families in the community and find a way of saying you can be restored and given life and value. Yep. And that to me is a core gospel issue. Yeah. Uh, Issue is the wrong word. It's a core gospel understanding, and that's mm. right. really important. Yeah, yeah so Beautiful. yeah, but for me, one of the things that young people have taught me, which I think has been exciting, and Pulse has been part of that. I was talking to you before to Malk about this was the fact that we went to this conference, this camp, the, the Retreat Yourself conference mm-hmm. that you guys ran, and this whole bunch of diverse young people who couldn't care that they were diverse. They assumed mm. that that's normal. Yeah, yep. and you know, my upbringing of you know basically Anglo males leading and Anglo other, other Anglos saying thank you, mm. thankfully has well gone, mm. thankfully is well passed and the, the people in the Pulse Retreat Yourself conference looked like the rest of the community and mm. sounded like them and acted like them yeah. and that's how we're going to make a difference yeah. rather than a whole bunch of white fellas going, listen, this is how the church should be and how it should look, come, yeah. come and be like us and yes. I think that's just ridiculous. But it was only by being in that space and once again shutting up and paying attention that I learned I learned that, and mm. I, and I was just saying to you before too, Mark. I think making too much of it misses the point. Yeah. Mm. yeah. The fact is, yeah. it's normal. Mm. It's just the way it should be, yeah. and the church should look like that. And I do want to say on this, you know, worldwide podcast that global shout out. Is there any other church in Australia that looks like that mm. right now? And and more than that. That assumes that's how we are and who we are yeah. Yeah. and thinks that's who the, the gospel calls us to be, who Christ calls us to be, yeah. and says, this is who we are, let's get on. Yeah. Love you that. Know, so. Yes, thank you. I, I'm just, I'm caught a little bit because of the, some of the stuff that's bubbling up out of the US of the Southern Baptist Church and their approach yeah. to ladies particularly being in, in ministry and preaching and those sorts of things. And and a, a, an excellent pastor in the States that I'd, I'd read a lot of primarily on social media, a guy called Reverend Brenge- Benjamin Kremer, mm. just laid out in about six tweets this morning all of the the issues in a very g- gloriously ironic way of the S- SBC's approach to not allowing women to engage in, in preaching and leadership. And he just yeah. kind of gently reminded them that, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that obviously the ladies at Jesus' tomb delivered the news of mm. the resurrection, but that also... Um, Women held authority in lots of different ways in the Bible, not yeah. least of which, let's go to Jesus' first miracle, where when Mary, his mother, says to the servants, do what he says. Mm. And they listened to her, mm. which then allowed him to, to do his miracle. Mm. Mm. Like it was, it was, it's women all of the time. And, and that when we get to reflect that, and that's I know just a part of your story, 
it's just amazing because I have grown up in this movement and have benefited from female leadership and, and ministry mm. my entire life. Mm. It is just bog standard to me. Mm. And there are other faith expressions within our community that it's that kind of, it can't happen. Mm. But the Bible says stuff. Oh, drives me nuts. Offer, have you Hello. got a question to stop me from talking? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, and I think you might have touched on it at the Retreat Yourself camp we were at. Mm-hmm. We, yes. Um, you know, earlier we were talking about, or you, or you were mentioning how it hasn't just been an easy time mm. being the moderator. Mm. What a shock. It's mm. not all rainbows and sunshine. Um, and I think one of my questions for you, I have two and a half-ish, but I'll ask this it's one. It's all right, go. Is there anything throughout your time as moderator that's given you comfort or, or helped you through the times that have been really tough? So my immediate response is to say, well, of course there is. I'm just trying to think what they are now. Yeah, um, yeah I... There are colleagues in ministry that make a great difference to me and mm. that's been really helpful. And I I don't necessarily mean that particular colleague, but hanging out with, with different different colleagues has been really important. Yeah. Um, one of the advantages of being in the game as long as I have means I, I know a lot of people, so sure. I have yeah. a lot yeah. of relationships. And being the introverted, shy, retiring person that I am means I, you know. Mm. And I, But that's been part of it for me too is that the fact that I know a lot of people who I can, who I can go and talk to and, and rely upon. Yeah. Um, and that's been really important. Uh, I think there, there's nothing particularly that I want to say in terms of, oh, that's been a place of safety and solace for me, apart from yeah. my home, of course. Um, but my colleagues in, in the Synod office, and I don't just mean Jane and Bron, I mean the entire squadron mm. in there are, are spectacular. Yeah. And um, my EA, Monique, and previously oh, Gretzel, the best. Shout out Monique. just solid goals. Both yeah. of them and, the best. And, that team. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And just... and the gentle, gracious way they tell me to smarten up or mm-hmm. to stop or to whatever is really a great gift to me. Mm. Yeah, so. My follow-up question then Please. is it kind yes. of works well. So you have had the privilege being mod to be invited to so many different spaces across the Synod, mm-hmm. maybe overwhelmingly so, mm-hmm. um, and you get to see a whole bunch of different communities and leaders. Um, as you're exiting, what would be your advice, one, to leaders who are currently in their roles? Mm. And also, what would your advice be to young, aspiring leaders who are mm. wanting to come into the church? Great questions. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. a good question. <laughs> we'll take a pause. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just a small one. Uh, the challenge of young leadership is really important. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I said something on the Pulse Retreat Self Weekend about people seem to appreciate, which I will now repeat for your many listeners, is that um, when I was a young leader in the church, that's a long time ago, when I was a young leader in the church, there was this strong sense of we are responsible, I am responsible for the stuff that I'm being handed. Mm. And I understand why that was said and I want to say it was offered to me in good faith, but I think it was a wrong-headed way of understanding things right. because the fact is the young leaders who are coming into the church now, um, who are, well, who are not coming in, who are, who are leading the church now yes. but are also coming in, they are not responsible for the stuff that we want to hand mm-hmm. them. I mean, they're responsible for their discipleship. But, I mean, there are things that we need to be doing that haven't been thought of yet. I mean, my colleague Jane Fry and I will often say, our heads are not the right heads to be thinking the new thoughts. Mm-hmm. 
young people need to be thinking of those and how do we listen to them is the question. How do we pay attention yeah. to them, especially when they're annoying and discomforting? I mean, yeah. I mean the fact is they're going to be annoying. Oh, yes. you know, why do we do this? Why do you have one of these? And, and when I was young, you were told, just hang on yeah. and you'll, you'll understand in the wait future. Wait your turn. Yeah. yeah, wait your turn. And I think waiting your turn's not helpful right now. Mm. Now, there are things young leaders need to learn. No question, but yes. not because they're young, but because they're, they're disciples. Yes. And I think that's important. Um, in terms of my leadership moving out, I think an old colleague of mine would say, that our parents and grandparents, our grandparents' generation, handed the keys on, on their deathbed to the, to the next generation, <laughs> yes. who should have then just flicked past them to us, us being my generation, mm, yeah. and they didn't do that. And holding onto the keys is a big challenge across every institution, oh, including yeah. the church. Yeah. And we need to learn how to do that. Or a, like my generation, if you're not ordained in my generation, you're mostly not in the church. Mm. It isn't young people. It's folk as old as me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, so they either pick the locks and go somewhere else or they just don't turn up at all. Mm. So we have to find a way of not saying, help us revive this thing, but what is God calling you? Where is Christ calling you to do the new thing? Mm. And it might be right alongside the old thing. But, you know, it's, it's important to be gracious in that space. Mm. I mean, the, the, you know, the great difficulty, I'm talking too much now, the great difficulty, of course, is we've got all this institutional stuff that just hangs around yep. and it's, it's, gonna, it's a burden yeah. for us. Yeah. And I mean, it's a... Moderator, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> but it's a godly burden. I mean, I was talking, to, I was at a, con- a congregation on the weekend, a fantastic congregation, and they asked me questions about this sort of stuff. And I said to them, these properties that have been built with love and sacrifice and effort and individual people's cash and lives, mm-hmm. and now we're saying they're redundant, that's a big call. I think it's the yeah. right call, but how we talk that through pastorally and carefully yeah, to sure. free up resources for other people is really important. Come on. And, yeah, so that's where I'm at the moment. Yeah. So, But for young people, you know, um, you need to find the, the adult and when I say the adult, I don't mean older adult, the adult beside you mm. who yeah. encourages you and says, get on. Yeah, you know. preach. Hear that? Yes, and 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 look from from Pulse's perspective, we're keen to encourage that. We mm. want to help develop this notion of intergenerational discipleship, mentoring, yeah. and and that yep. sharing of faith that is super important peer to peer. Yeah. Also, really important, old person to young person, and young person to old, old person. person. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. As we journey together, that stuff is is so hypercritical. Yeah. Joyce, did you have another question you want to throw in? I did. Um, I was going to leave it for the end. But um, throughout this whole journey, and um, we have so many leaders, we have so many lay and paid workers mm-hmm. now on the in the ground. Um, I want to ask. In the ground. Oh, no, yeah. on the ground. On the ground. <laughs> in the ground is also accurate. My question Moment is um, yeah. throughout your six years of the busyness of being moderator, what quote, Bible verse or something that, um, that you say to yourself to remind yourself that God is constantly with you on this journey? In RSV, please. <laughs> yeah, golly, I don't even... Oh, God, that's, a, that's a tricky question for me, Joycey. Um, 
Well done. Well done. Yes, to give it a bit stuff there, yeah. but Bible verse springs to mind. Bible verse or, um, you know, young people, like a meme. A song. Like a, song. a meme. A song. <laughs> it might not be a yeah, meme. Yeah, right. 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 You'd probably be more successful asking yeah. him in the original Hebrew. <laughs> which is your... Because this is my in-the-ground response. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. How old am I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of TikTok. Um, <laughs> uh, what a clock does. Yeah, that's right. There, there's, um, I was preaching somewhere recently and uh, and it was the reading from Romans 12, oh, which bang. is which is woven, stone into, the, into the, the yoke of my ordination style by the lady wow. who made it for me. And uh, and she put it there because she knew I liked it. when I was. This is when I was youth working. Mm. So I tell him to go. That was, and uh, yeah. Do not be tr- do not be conformed to the standards of this world, but mm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may mm. know what the will of God is, what is good and pleasing and perfect. Mm. And um, do not be conformed is, is something that I find really interesting. Being a moderator, because a moderator at one level is entirely conformed. Yep. Yeah. But to the standards of this world, and I want to be really clear: the church is really good at saying, "Ooh, the world is bad." Ooh, the world is bad. I'm not into that at all. But mm. I, what I am saying is, the measures that we often use in the world around us. Because we're desperate for some kind of measure, aren't actually helpful to us. Yep. And um, and the community. I mean, I I love being part of the community. I love being in the world around me. I love uh, engaging in that space. But the idea that we're measured by, you know, the, the old the old slogan about how much we earn or what job we have or where we live or whatever mm. is, is you know, we just tell that's crap. But and but to be able to say. Do not be conformed, but the renewing of our minds is not up to us to do. It's up to it's what mm. God does to us. And renewing yeah. means it isn't you get renewed. That's right. It's it's a constant changing yeah. in us. Yeah. So that that probably that verse probably helps me a lot. Yeah. Amen. That's fabulous. Thanks, Mark. So much wisdom, and and I, to to hit back on my joke before, we're so glad that you're not dying. That we don't put you out to pasture and you're gone. That mm. you're still going to be accessible to us and to young people within the synod. Mm. Um, because we know that, for example, um, not just this synod in session coming up, but future synods that we would hope you would be engaged in, certainly we would want to get you to, to be connected to the, the young adult cohort in a mentoring capacity mm. and supporting them and offering the wisdom that you've given to us in an ongoing capacity with mm. them because and, and, we find that stuff really valuable, even mm. just hearing some of that, that, that reflection on the ongoing process of being re, you know, renewing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think there's a lot of pressure um, on the church, there's a funny there's a guy, his name was Parker Palmer, a pastoral theologian. He talked about a thing called functional atheism, mm-hmm. which is where you say, "Oh, God has this plan for us to do these things, so we better we better do it all for God. <laughs> God, watch me do this stuff for you, you know." Sure. Mm-hmm. And you go, "Actually, that's just atheism. That's just working hard, you know. Yeah. Like, what might we see God doing a new thing?" And I think a lot of the challenge of that is. Paying attention and waiting and watching and shutting up and letting yeah. see what God might do. And the problem is it doesn't necessarily work in our time zone. And mm. that's yeah. a big challenge for us. Well, it's, it's like that old joke, isn't it? How do you make God laugh? Tell him your plans. Yes, right. You know, it, so. it's when we get to engage in actually what God is calling us to be a part of and, and recognizing God's already at work in the places that we're going and living and being in is yeah. incredible in itself. Ladies, I've got one more question for the mod that is a multi threaded hydra, so be prepared. Go Lovely. Ahead. Do you have anything else you want to throw in? Go. Happy for you to come in off the back. Mod, as you look towards this next phase in your ministry and those sorts of things mm. and acknowledging all of the glorious stuff you shared with us even now, what are your hopes for, and this is the multi-threaded part, mm. what are your hopes for our movement, 
mm. for ministry with young people mm. and for the Pulse team as they engage in both of those other bits? Because I need you to, re- to repeat those in a minute, but the first part of the question, um, my hope as a movement is that we actually become more of a movement. Mm. I was saying to you before too that um, we have this disconnect where we talk about being the pilgrim people and we stand still. Yes. Uh, and that's always been true. I've got a little, cor- little, co- little chorus going on here. <laughs> <laughs> They're waving flags now. Welcome to our amazing we talk about it all. <laughs> <laughs> the cheerleaders are here, let me tell you. And, and I think what's interesting with the basis of union, which I love, mm. is that it's not actually carved in tablets of stone. Mm. It's, a, it's actually a, a few pages long. It's a little book and you get on, you know. Yeah, yeah fits on my phone. I can read it on my phone. That's how good it is. Like mm. I can read it on my phone. And that's the story. And uh, the, la- the, the past, the last couple of paragraphs is about governance. So you can sort of hold those loosely. Yep. Says he the moderator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the stuff talking about, there's this, okay, I'm going to preach it for, us, for half a minute. Come on. <laughs> there's this bit in paragraph four, which basically says that Christ comes and addresses us. Mm. Yes. both the past and the present and the future. This mm. is the good Christ who addresses us. We are addressed in our situation, whatever our situation is. I'm going to get goosebumps now. Um, Christ comes and addresses our situation, and it's been resolved in Christ, so we have to act like it's actually in place. Mm. And that would be my hope for the Uniting mm. Church, is that we actually get on from, I need to say, with respect, I don't really care that we're 46. Mm. <laughs> I care that we're alive. Yep. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's part of the church's life, is that we get on. And um, we, do, we do all this really <coughs> stuff about who are we as United Church? Who are we as United Church? Just, yes. just get on and be the church and we'll stumble and fall over. I'm going to say a minute ago, one of the gifts young generation gives me is to say, we'll try this. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, it would pity. Let's get on. Yeah. Rather than, oh, it didn't work. What are we going to do now? Oh, it didn't work. It didn't work. And I think that's the, I think that's modern technology where you've got to try a new thing and then it doesn't, mm. and it turns off. So yep. you start it again. I think that's really important. I th- and that's a gift that you two have given me. I you know, offer and Joyce have given me in terms yeah. of, you know, trying stuff. Just try it. You know, that's important. So, what you, what, what, so you it was to, the, to the movement. <laughs> yeah. Hopes for ministry with young people yeah. in our synod and then sort of the extension is for the Pulse team in that. Okay, so the hopes for ministry with young people is what I've always hoped is that it would become just normal. Yeah. Mm. Where rather than going, oh, we should get a youth worker yes. who's, Last person on first person off if, if things get difficult. Yeah. Uh, I want it to be normal Preach. that we actually see it as being part of the community of church. Yeah. And, yeah. and and I think the thing is, it's a bit like um, getting women elected to the Liberal Party. You know, we actually have to do it deliberately for the first chunk of time. Yeah. You can't just say it's based on merit. That's an argument that's gone. Yeah. Look at, at what Labor have done. And I'm not preaching for Labor. I'm saying look at Labor have done. They've deliberately over a period of a chunk of time had women Normalized in the parliament. It. Yeah, and so now it's normal. Mm. We need to be thinking about young people in the life of the church as a normal part of our church. Mm, but for yep. the first while, we have to bias ourselves towards that. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, when I say bias, I mean, what's it mean? What would it mean to have music or worship or reflection or preaching yep. or yep, um, yep, yep. the gathering space, whatever the gathering space might be? What's it going to look like if young people led this thing and just do it? You know, mm. and, that, and that once again. Like that wonderful pulse retreat, this just should be how we are. Mm. Don't comment on it, just get on. Yeah. Mm. And this is me getting carried away. Um, but I think that's true. And of course, there are hairs all over that in terms of working it out. Yeah, please. But that's what the church has always been about. Yeah. You know? yeah. um, but I think that's important. I think pulse can be an articulate voice within that space. Mm. But 
uh, so often in the church, what we do then we say, oh, where, what do Pulse think? Pulse, speak on behalf of young people, can you? That would yeah. be fantastic. Mm. And there are a pile of young people who won't link in with Pulse who also have a voice. We're going to hear from them as well. So Pulse yeah. can be saying, how do we do this? You mm. know, how do we get this thing done? Yes. But you need um, – I need to say, get sick and tired of this word. Mm. You need allies in that space. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need allies who are going to say and advocates and start speaking with you and for you. Yeah. Now, the gift of that, you know, the old story about the the old guy in the three piece suit when the young person off the street walked in and sat on the floor at the front of the church, mm. and the old guy got over and thought, "Oh, he's going to sort him out," and he sat down on the floor beside him. Yep. That's what you need. You need you need the people who you wouldn't expect who are advocates to be advocates for yeah. you. And that's what you need, you know. So yeah. maybe you need the old farts like me who get up and say, young people are really important, and then sit down again. Yeah. yeah. And have a young person then echo the, the words. You yeah. Know, so. Yes. So. Please, come on. So. Look at the wisdom. Thank you, moderator. Right. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> it comes, comes in a kit. <laughs> Just in ebbs and flows, right? Yeah, Just yeah. waves. I got we nap. got you I at got, the right time then. I, yes. got, I got a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Simon, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your leadership in ministry. Thank you for the encouragement you've given the Pulse team. Mm. It was in your reign. That's not the right word. Yes. In your tenure. As, tenure, nice word. As moderator, that yes. the, the, the Pulse team was even, you know, agreed to be created. Yeah. And that we're now four years in. And look at the mess we've made. How great is it? Yeah, well, can, can I just pop in a quick comment? Go ahead. And the, the, of course, the one of the mythical comments, legendary, legendary, legendary moments in the life of the church, was when Braden French, of blessed memory, presented mm. the proposal at Synod yes. and got orange cards. Everywhere, orange cards. Orange cards. I love this story. One blue. <laughs> Up gets Braden and says, I'm holding the blue card. Don't just approve this. Yeah. Don't just do this. This is, this is it becomes nostalgia. Mm. Wrestle this thing through. This is gonna. This shit's gonna be hard. We have to reorient the church, and he spoke extraordinarily well, as he often does. Yeah. Young Braden, less young now, of course. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> old man. But um, I was in the chair at that point. And I think that's the thing: is you want people to say, "How is this going to work? Mm. How do we do this thing? Do I have to change my congregation? Mm. Yes. Do I have to sell my building? Yes. Do I have to allocate money away from the ministry agent who's who's ordained and stipended and blah da 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 da, da yes. towards a risky young person who might not know what they're doing? Mm. The answer is, yes. yeah, we do. Mm. And years ago when NCYC ran um, in Newcastle, mm. I remember the advertising for it beforehand, which was said, don't send your young people if you aren't prepared to change when they come back. Amazing. Mm. Yep. It was a great line. I did yeah. not do, even know that. Do not send your young people yeah. if you don't want them to, to change when they come back. And of course... They yeah. still sent them. Yeah, they still sent them. <laughs> but, but the ad was quite right. Don't yeah. send them. Wow. It was a great line. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a mark of a lot of those the people who ran that are now in a senior ministry in the United Church, but that's yeah. true. That's mm. true. And look, the Pulse continue to wave that flag. Mm. We're of the same opinion. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, we're trying to come at it from both angles. We Don't send your kids to any of the stuff that Pulse does unless you're ready to change a church. Mm. Yeah. And we're happy to walk alongside you and encourage you as you talk about what does it mean for us to change our church mm. so that we are prioritising young people in yeah. all facets of ministry mm. within yeah. the life of who we are. And we want to change it because we love it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, not because we think, oh, it might save us. It's absolutely because this is who God knows uh, and, yeah. and calls us to be. Yeah, and I think, you know, I was just saying the other day, I was at this thing at Toronto, as I mentioned, and I said to them, you know, we're really good at talking ourselves down in the United Church. We're really good at that. There are some really crack hot, crash hot things that we're doing in the United mm. Church that are just worth singing songs about. And one of them is what Pulse is just beginning to emerge with yes. in terms yeah. of the life of the church. And there's plenty of other things as well. Mm-hmm. But the Pulse thing is, is one of those great things. But 
now is not the time to say, oh, we did that well. What's yeah. next? Yeah. Let's hold on to this. Oh, yeah. No, we, we acknowledge as a, as a Pulse team together, we are really just getting started. Mm. Mm. You know, like COVID saw everybody's ministry struggle and sort of mm. pause in yeah, parts. Yeah. Um, we see that as a big pause for us. Mm. And now we're, oh, we're not post, but we're coming out of all of the impact of that. And yeah. we have a new community to deal with because yeah. of that. The outcome for us is to go right. Clutch is in. And we're going from first to second. Yeah. And we are like absolutely in love with the people who are already on board on the, you know, in the train with mm. us in the truck, ready to go. Mm. And we're just ready to grab people on the way and get them involved and, and lean into that stuff. Mm. Um, it might feel bulldozery. We don't intend it to be. Our absolute love for Jesus is about seeing everybody come and be a part of this. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be challenging as we talk about some of those difficult choices as much as we talk about the great joy that young people are and the confronting stuff that they will bring mm. to us Yes, in leading us and, and yes. speaking yes. the gospel into a, in their new context into our existing lives. Mm. It's amazing. <sighs> Thanks, Maud. My pleasure. We're stoked that you could be here. Yes. yes. Very much so. We, we uh, as the Pulse team, are stoked. We've only got one more episode in the series left to go. We're glad that we were able to get you in mm-hmm. this first season of the Pulse cast. If you want to reach out, anyone that's listening and they want to be a part of it, offer, please. They need to email us. Right? Who writes anything? Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right. They need to email us at contact-pulse at nswact.uca.org.au, the longest email in the history of the world. Yes. But you can participate in that. You can hit us up on our socials at UCA Pulse on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, on TikTok, and on IG. Instagram, IG. Uh, and that's great places we can find out, see what Pulse is doing as much as be a part of it and stuff as well. So it's, um, on, so it's on TikTok. Okay, I'll look that up. We are on TikTok, Mark. <laughs> you would be amazed, in fact, at the stuff that we're doing on TikTok in that regard. And, of course, our website, pulse.uca.org.au, is going to give you a whole bunch of information about how to contact us as much as share some of the stuff that we're excited about, including the Pulse cast. Mm. We're pretty much loving doing this. Thank you, moderator. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Offer. Been great. It's been great to be here. This has been the podcast, the number one uh, podcast for youth ministry within the Uniting Church in Australia. Stop laughing <laughs> sorry, when I say that. Sorry, I forgot that. I'm supposed to talk when you say thank you. Off, I just wave. Ah, sorry, it's audio. Wave, <laughs> the cameras are a giveaway, right? <laughs> they, they call it dead space. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the large sticky microphone bit in front of that's her right. face. That's right. It just shows you're comfortable with it. Am I? <laughs> Big thumbs up. That's it. We're the Pulse team. This has been the Pulse cast with Reverend Simon Hansford. Bye. Bye.